Music Raygun. I'm Paul Champanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. How you doing, Kirk? I am good. Oh, good. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a little cheesed. You're a little I'm a cheesed. Little peevish. You're peevish at myself. Oh no, because I said some dumb things on no, the last episode. Possible. I say a lot of them, no. and this time. I've got a few okay. corrections and clarifications. As long as it wasn't me. Yeah. But this is this is the part of the mini episode when we acknowledge, or usually I acknowledge, <laughs> times on recent episodes when I was stupid. We dumb. Uh, okay. On our Asylum Records episode, mm-hmm. our most recent yes. full episode, in one breath, I took a shit, not only on the Eagles in general, but on the song... Take it easy in particular. Okay. In my next breath, I said the words, Jackson Brown's great. Who doesn't like Jackson Brown? Well, guess who wrote Take It Easy? Oh, no way. Yes. But in my defense, he co-wrote it with Glenn Fry. So I'm just going to say all the good parts of Take It Easy yes. are Jackson Brown's exactly. parts. And all the shitty parts are Glenn Fry's fault. For the record, yes. And so what yeah. you're saying is the Eagles ruined a perfectly good Jackson Brown song. Uh, yeah, I'm not apologizing for hating that band or that song. No, I'm not at all. completely right about that. Yeah. I just felt kind of stupid that I took a shot at something Jackson Brown wrote and then yeah. started talking about how, like, he's great. Fair enough. He is great, though. Uh, okay. In my report of Garth Hudson's death was greatly exaggerated. Garth Hudson from the band, the organist from the band. Oh, the band. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 82 years old and very much alive. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was watching Boogie Nights again recently, mm-hmm. and I realized I know Andrew Gold's song Lonely Boy. Oh, yeah, see? From the memorable scene in which Julianne Moore blows rails a coke at Burt Reynolds' pool party while watching Marky Mark diving into the pool. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. Lonely Boy. Yeah. I know that song. I don't think I knew that it was Andrew Gold. Yeah. I will argue with you, though, in retrospect, I like Lonely Boy much more than I like Thank You for Being a I can see that. You, yeah. you like the darker side. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds so dark. <laughs> Compared to Thank You for Being a Friend. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Fair enough. Especially when you associate it with Boogie Nights. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which I do. And finally, the first Dictators album, Go Girl Crazy, was on Epic Records, since you asked and I didn't know. Oh, yeah. And Fleetwood Mac's Rumors was on Warner Brothers, not Asylum. Oh, God. Again, it still feels like that one could have been an Asylum one. It could have been, yeah. but they were already bigger than that, I guess. They're like, we don't need you, Asylum. It was on Warner Brothers. They were fine. Yeah, they're yeah. doing good. Now it's time for Don't At Me. Don't At Me. Don't At Me. Okay, this is the part of the mini-episode when we each say a hot take or an unpopular opinion about something in music. But we don't care about anyone else's opinion, so please don't at us. Don't do it. I've got kind of a long one, so do you want to go first? Yeah, or I second? got a short one. You I got actually a had to, I, I typed it on my phone. Oh, you wrote it out though. Yeah. It's a shorty, but you it's wrote it. It's a shorty it. I wrote it out because I was uh, bored at my son's <laughs> martial arts class. <laughs> so <laughs> let me, I was like, oh, let me just sit here and type this out. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. In Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and the Pips, the Pips are fucking assholes. They totally shit on Gladys's man throughout the entire song, and it's just uncalled for. We get it. He's a failure and a quitter who's running away from L.A. because it's too hard. No need to add gasoline to the fire, Pips. Chill the fuck out. Don't at me. And if you live in L.A. and they're in the entertainment business... That song really hits close to home. 
I love that you imagine like the Pips wrote their own part. Yeah, it feels like, like the it. lyrics that they sing is like they were responsible for writing. Yeah, that. I firmly believe that. <laughs> like, there's one part where she's like, he kept dreaming one day he'd be a star. Yeah, and then they're like superstar, but he, he didn't, didn't go get far. far. And you're yeah. like, yeah, we know, man. Yeah. He's a loser. We get it. He's a. I wish that they had had one of those breakdowns. You know how like in 70s soul songs there's always a part at the bridge where like one guy will step to the mic and be like, girl. <laughs> yeah. Like just let's, hold on. Let's, let me speak for a second. Yeah. I wish that one of the pips would be just like, listen, everyone. <laughs> this guy was a fucking loser. Yeah. He like, sucks. We can't. We can't emphasize it enough how much he sucks. Yes. He's the worst. Yeah. L.A. needs to get rid of him. But yeah, it's true. Like the first, the first line that the pips do is like. She sings, L.A. proved too much for the man. Mm-hmm. And then they go, he couldn't make it. And you're like, hey. Wow. Look, it's it's a tale old as time. This city will chew you up and yeah. spit you out. L.A. is a hard place. It is a hard place We to don't live. need the pips shitting on you anymore. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's mine. All right. Mine's a bit of a two-parter. All right. I know how douchey indie guy music snob this sounds. <laughs> I love it already. But I truly believe it with all my heart. Every REM release is great, but Chronic Town is the best thing they ever did, and every subsequent REM release was slightly worse than the one before it. Don't at me. Bonus don't at me! I'm not counting anything after New Adventures in Hi-Fi, because I never listened to anything after that album, because as far as I'm concerned, R.E.M. didn't break up in 2011, they broke up in 1997 when Bill Berry quit the band. Don't at me about that either. <laughs> okay, I have questions. Okay. Uh, which one is Chronic Town? That was their debut EP. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that is really indie rock snobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Even before the the EP they put out before Murmur is the best thing they ever. <laughs> That's so many people I know would speak like that. The thing about it is, yes, it's very snobby, but it's true. It's true. Now, for me, I have hated REM for. Decades. That makes sense. They they seem yeah. tailor made for me to love and you to hate. Yes, but in the past like five years, just because yeah. of nostalgia, I go, hey, they're not bad. They're, I mean, they did a lot of different things, and I bet there's. I'll bet you love their later stuff. Not to no, make it seem like, like. What do I hate? I hate losing my religion. I think that's a terrible song. That makes sense that you. Would I like hate Man it. in the Moon. Yeah, that's a good the song. Poppy stuff. Um, I wonder if you like the songs that fans tend to hate, like Shiny Happy People. That's okay. Or Stand. That's okay. Yeah. You know what song I like? I'm going to go deep. What's the frequency, Kenneth? That's a good song. Yeah, it is. That is a good song. <laughs> um, um, their cover of Superman. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I had no idea that, that was a cover. I heard yeah. it in high school. I was like, this is a good song. Who is yeah. it? And they're like, it's R.E.M. I was like, uh. <laughs> But as I've grown older, I've gone like, oh, you know what? I yeah. I, I, I don't mind R.E.M. as, as much as I used to. How do you feel about It's the End of the World as We Know It? Oh, I like that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one's fun. Yeah, but I used to hate it. How do you fo- fo- feel about Wolves Lower? <laughs> oh, God, I the bet I hate it. The first track on Chronic Town. <laughs> I bet I hate it. No? No. No. Okay. Man, how do you feel about I Don't Like This, Orange Crush? That's not my favorite. Okay. Um, yeah, I like a lot of their pop hits. Orange Crush isn't my favorite. Superman I like. Um, it doesn't compare to Boxcar, and then in parentheses, um, uh, what is the parenthetical title of Boxcar? I can't remember. But it's Obviously, because you love parentheticals, it's yeah. got to be a good song. 
It, everything on Chronic Town is great. All five tracks. Five. Oh, and then they went downhill. Very slowly. Uh-huh. Not even downhill, but like on a slow, like, like a radiated. Yeah. You know, it looked from far away. You can see how it slopes, <laughs> but it looks yeah. like flat ground because they they were great from from tip to toe. <laughs> Which, but but technically, I think everything they did was slightly worse than what they did before. Wow! All right, yeah, it's a good one. Don't at me. I will not. Uh, okay, now it's time for a music trivia quiz. Yes. This is the part of the mini episode when we each ask each other questions from the music themed expansion pack for the board game Trivial Pursuit. This was published in 1985, so all of the questions are about music from before 1985. So it's hard, so don't make fun of us if we only get three out of six questions. It's the opposite of easy. Yeah. The last time we played, I won. My current winning streak stands at two. Yes. And uh, if I get three wins Three's in a, a big row, deal. It'll, it's been a while since one of us yeah. was able to build a three-round three winning are, streak. Well, I think you might have had a four once. We both had long runs. Yeah. At one point, there Early was on. one time where I just you couldn't be stopped, and there was yeah. a time when I couldn't be stopped. Yeah, that. But it's been a while since either of us built yeah. a really good streak. All right, uh, let's make this happen. So I'll ask you first. Sure. Let's choose this one. Carnival of sorts is the parenthetical title. Oh, look at that! Boxcar. Carnival of sorts. That's a very REM title. Yeah. <laughs> Early REM, yeah. anyway. Uh, okay, cover notes. Who perf- uh, who performed the theme for the movie FM? Steely Dan. Correct. That one was for you. Yep. Uh, your mother should know. Excuse my phone. That's the second episode <laughs> right? in a row when that's to, happened. We need to penalize you. Yeah, it's just a mini episode. These <laughs> yeah. don't count. These are expo Fine. missions. Uh, your mother should know. What song claims, quote, I'll do the cooking, darling. I'll pay de-rent. I know I've done you... I knows I've done you wrong. I'll read that again. Uh, I'll do the cooking, darling. I'll pay de-rent. I knows I've done you wrong. I'm going to say I've done you wrong. Uh, Bill Bailey, Won't You Please Come Home. Oh, I think I know that song. Okay. Vaguely. Uh, I don't know if it's Caribbean or well, Afro-Caribbean or African. Won't you come home, Caribbean, you come home? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize for my fake patois, <laughs> yeah. but that's how it was spelled yes. on the card. He was reading it perfectly. <laughs> uh, 1950s. What country duo spoofed a Patty Page release with That Hound Dog in the Window? What country duo? What country duo spot, uh, spoofed a Patty Page release with that hound dog in the window. I have no idea. So, as a joke, I'm going to say Conway and Twitty. Homer and Jethro. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> uh, one for three so far. Uh, 1960s. Which is sung first in the Beatles' Hello, Goodbye? Hello or Goodbye. Goodbye. Correct. After the Beatles. What duo scored in 1980 with Spencer Davis's 67 smash, Gimme Some Lovin'? What duo? What duo scored in 1980 with Spencer Davis's 67 smash, Gimme Some Lovin'? Huh. 
I mean, I know the song. Mm-hmm. I believe if you think on it, you might come up. I was, yeah, I'm going to say Hall & Oates. Incorrect. I don't know. Uh... What duo did a lot of covers of classic songs in the 80s? I have no idea. The Blues Brothers. Oh, that's bullshit. Because that wasn't a hit. Uh, wasn't it? I mean, it said they scored. Mm, so I deserve to not get it, but that's I'll bullshit. I'll say I, I didn't know that they covered that song. They, and they, I wouldn't well, have here's the thing in my book. Right. Yeah. They covered it in the movie. They did that in the movie? But oh, they, okay. that was never released as a single. So you're saying them, say, them saying they scored with it is misleading? Exactly. Okay. But actually, I'll, take, I'll take the hit, but yeah. fuck you, Trevor Pursuit. <laughs> Uh, you have two so far, mm-hmm. so you need this last one for par. All right. Anything goes is the category. What wood? Excuse me. What woodwind instrument boasts a total bore length of more than nine feet? What woodwind instrument boasts a total bore length of more than nine feet? The oboe. Incorrect. What is the long ass instrument in the woodwind section? I don't know. The bassoon. Oh my god, I didn't even know that was a woodwind. <laughs> it's a double read, just like the uh, oboe, I think. I had no idea that was a woodwind. I think that's the second time you've gotten an anything goes question where the answer was the bassoon. Yeah, and I think I probably <laughs> said oboe. <laughs> just because. One of these days I'm going to say oboe and it's going to be right. Oh, there's such a great oboe solo in this Judy Sill song on her first album. Are you serious? Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, you shouldn't make fun because that is the defining sound of the Dream Academy. That's true. You, oh, I you, like the oboe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so do I. Um, I should know. It's such a mellow instrument. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I'm, yeah. Okay. So two, two. Two. I need three to win. Two with a protest, but yes, two. I'm gonna go with this fellow right here. All right. Here we go. Right. God damn it. <laughs> Cover notes. Uh, which member of the Monkees wrote "Different Drum"? Uh, that's Mike Nesmith. That is correct. Mom, who was country music's singing brakeman? Who was country music's singing brakeman? So like, it's it? a title almost. Who was country music? Oh, singing brakeman. I yeah. thought you said brakeman. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The singing brakeman? Singing uh, brakeman. Uh, Jimmy Rogers. How the fuck did you know that? <laughs> Like seriously, because, because it's your mother should know, and he was an old school country singer. Oh God, damn it! You're gonna win because you're gonna get this one right here. So we're already tied. You're already tied. This who said fifties? Uh, yeah. Who said modestly there have been only four stylists: Al Jolson, Jimmy Rogers, Hank Williams, and Jerry Lee Lewis? Wait, can you read the names again? And this is the 50s category? This is 50s. I was going to say Jerry Lee Lewis is the answer. Who said modestly, Mm -hmm. there have only been four stylists. Yeah. Al Jolson, Jimmy Rogers, Hank Williams, and Jerry Lee Lewis. And they all came before him. And so the answer is Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes. That's an infuriating question. (laughs) God damn it. Fuck you, Trivia Pursuit. I'm so mad. Uh, You won. That's the rest of the Expo Mission. Expo Mission, baby. Streak continues. Holy Christ. You're at uh, three for three. Yeah. All right. 60s. And I got past your mother should know in the 50s and then three for three. Now I want you to go for six. What future member of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young flunked a monkey's audition? Oh, I know this somewhere in my brain. Um, shit. Stephen Stills. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm almost positive you're going to get this next one. The okay. last one's going to be tricky. So, Ooh, okay. But this one's a good one. Yeah. After Beatles. What's Paul McCartney's first solo album? Um, oh, it's just called McCartney. Correct. Yeah. You are five for five. Yeah. All right. You're going to clear the board. I almost said Ram. That's his second album. You'd be really mad. I would have been so pissed. Okay. Ooh, this is good. Okay. It's a multiple <laughs> choice. Oh shit! Of that's a question so much of a question that's really hard. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> How many francs per show did Le Petomet, uh-huh. the tunefully flatulent Frenchman, the get? fartist? Yeah. Did how, he, how many francs did he get per show? How much was he paid? Like yep. francs, the currency. Yes. Okay. Two, two thousand, or twenty thousand. Shit. It's definitely not two. He was a superstar. Um, I also don't know. Like, it could be that thing where, like, 5,000 lira is a nickel. Yeah, you if you're doing the francs. So, tra- I'm going to say 20,000 francs. You've cleared the board. Yeah! yeah! Well done. Six for six. Is that a first six for six? I don't think so, but... I've never gotten to six for six. I think maybe you did. I've never gotten to five, but... Oh, my God. Paul, well done. It, it was kind of an easy card. I can't believe you knew the Jimmy Rogers one. That was, um, I had a conversation about Jimmy Rogers recently. So I oh, had wow. him in the front of my brain, but I know who he is. He was that really yodely, okay. like old timey, like 40s country singer. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Well, country music sucks and so does Trooper's. Neither of those things are true. <laughs> you're on a high. Um, you're on a high. No, you're, you're just being bitter. You're bitter. I, I'm very bitter <laughs> about that Blues Brothers one, even though it wouldn't have helped. Uh, I agree with you that but, if it wasn't a hit, hit, assuming you're right and it didn't chart, they shouldn't have said that the band scored. Yes. It. I don't think it did. Um, but it didn't matter because you cleared the board. I got a six out of six. Well done, sir. And the streak stands at three. Three. And uh, I'll try to stretch it next time. But that's it for the mini episode. Bye. Bye.